Medic 43, District 1, Engine 51, Response, Cardiac Arrest. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of the MCHD Paramedic Podcast. This is Dr. Casey Patrick, and joining me today is one of our district chiefs, Scott Sanders. Thank, thanks for joining us, Scott. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And we're going to talk a little bit to the camera here. We're, on, we're live on YouTube. I guess not live, but we'll be up uh, once we get this one edited. And today we're going to talk about one of the special parts uh, we have here at MCHD for Medics, you know, a lot of times we get this idea that we're on the truck, we run calls, we take patients from their home or from the scene mm -hmm. to the hospital and over and over and over again. And we like to, you know, value sort of extracurricular activities that we have here at MCHD. And Scott is the lead for the MCHD bike team. So mm -hmm. we wanted to bring Scott on today to talk about some of the bike team specifics for our listeners out there who are non-MCHD folks to kind of learn what those guys and gals do. You know, for me, as one of the medical directors, I've been signed up and committed in six different ways for the bike team course, and COVID and other things have uh, had their way with us as far as that goes. So at some point, right. I want to go through the course myself. We'll get into that. Um, but really, it's event season around. We've had, you know, Woodlands Marathon. We just wrapped up Ironman. So really thought it was a great time to talk about this and what the bike team medics do, requirements, patients, some of the specific stuff. So before we get too far into the details, Scott, tell the listeners a little bit how you ended up as bike team lead. Yeah, absolutely. So I started here in 2005. Um, and then in 2010, uh, we started up the MCHD bike team. And um, I was looking for a way to just kind of like, like, like you said, Dr. Patrick, just get off the truck, do something a little bit different. Um, so in 2011, I joined the bike team. Um, and then in 2019, I was given the opportunity and asked by Chief Campbell to uh, take on lead of the bike team. Um, and then ever since then, I've been, I've been the lead of the bike team. I take care of all the behind the scenes stuff, the budget stuff, the scheduling stuff, all the not as fun stuff. But I do get to get, get out there a lot of the time and still get to ride, still get to participate. And, and it is, it's a definitely a, a good change to being on the truck and taking the patients to the hospital and just doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have the exact same corollary, but in, in a way, as an emergency physician, you know, patients are always in the rooms. The doc has to go in and see them. That's sort of, you know, the brunt and the, the, the gist of my day job. But getting to come and work with y'all and having some sort of secondary outlet through EMS education and oversight, for me, is longevity. You know, that's, that's part of uh, really what's kept me grounded and giving me, you know, another outlet for uh, some of those things that are beyond and, and different from just day-to-day -day seeing patients. So I almost see this as, as similar for, for y'all in that you still can take care of patients. It's just a different environment with some different caveats and, and lend some variety to it. Absolutely. So tell the listeners out there that are non-MCHD listeners how the bike team set up sort of some of those nuts and bolts behind the scenes thing. How, how does some of those things work? How many people are on the bike team? Uh, you know, what are some of the, we mentioned, you know, marathon, Ironman, what are some of the, you know, the, the events just kind of, kind of hit on some of the, the detail stuff. Yeah. So uh, our, our bike teams are consisted of, uh, we have 24 members on the bike team um, and they consist of a, a two man bike team or two individual bike team. Uh, we are full ALS. Uh, we have everything to be able to pretty much run a, cardiac arrest from start 
and first round cardiac drugs. We're able to fix hypoglycemia. Uh, we can start nebulizer treatments. We have uh, AEDs on the, on the bikes. Um, so that way, if, if we need to shock a rhythm, we've got that, we've got that, the capability to do so. We split those up into, like I said, two, two individuals, uh, and that consists of one bike team. Um, and then however many bike teams we need for a, an event, that's what we send them to. Nice. So what does it take to become a member? What's credentialing like? How often does that occur? So I guess that's three parts. Let's start with, you know, what does it, what does it take? I guess obviously some initiative on the, on the medic side, uh, but if I come to you and say, Scott, I want to, I want to be on the bike team. I assume there's more to it than just yes or no. Yeah. So each uh, one of the requirements is you have to be uh, IPIMBA certified, and that's a that's a a, a class that, that we hold here at MCHD. Uh, we're looking to hold our our next class in uh, beginning stages in November, um, and it's a four day course where you come and you just learn basically how to ride the bike, uh, how to do a lot of the slow speed skills, how to do do those slow speed skills with weight because we carry about 25 pounds of weight in our in our uh, our bags. Um, and then you just you just ride a bunch. You you learn, like I said, the slow speed skills, going through crowds, making sure to avoid obstacles. Um, and then once you get certified for that, uh, then you are officially on the bike team, um, and you can start working events and and things like that. So it's four four days. That's the initial certification mm -hmm. process. What about ongoing credentialing? So on ongoing credentialing, uh, we don't we don't necessarily have a, a required like you like a, a recredentialing test or anything like that the only requirement we have for the bike team is you have to work one event a quarter um, and that's basically just to keep up your skills because if just like everything else if you don't use it you're gonna lose it um, so I require each member to work one event a quarter and then we don't require it but we highly encourage Ironman because that is that is the Super Bowl of our team and we we want to make sure that we have everybody out there and it's and it's a really fun event so and I guess this veer off our question list here a little bit, just mm -hmm. because you mentioned it, the, the Super Bowl of bike team is Ironman just this last weekend. Pretty awesome day all around, you know, for me as, as one of the medical directors to be there and see our medics in so many roles from bike team to, you know, safety and preparedness to, you know, taking out patients that are just severely hyponatremic with, you know, off protocol orders to, give potential sodium bicarbonate in those patients if they seize from the, you know, from the Ironman medical director. It's just really, really a, an amazing event mm -hmm. and combination of EMS and emergency department medicine and event medicine, and then the athletes themselves. It really is a, a fun day. Yeah. Talk to the listeners a little bit about how this year went. Uh, it was definitely a little hotter than normal. We, we, we were busy, yeah. uh, but success overall from from everything that I saw. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We had, a we had probably about three dozen, uh, calls of service for the bike team specifically, no real urgent patients from what I understood. Um, and we didn't have any, any major, major foul ups or any major, major hinders or anything like that. Uh, so in, in my opinion, it went, it went fairly smooth, especially for as big of an event as it was. Cause I, I don't, I don't know the exact numbers, but from what I understand, it was one of the biggest Ironmans we've had in probably the last five years. Yeah, I think that, you know, they moved from May back into April. Mm -hmm. From what I gathered preliminarily and after action is still ongoing and we'll have more formal numbers and that puts you on the spot there a little bit. But I, I think the, the main medical took care of a record number of patients. We yeah. took care of a record number of patients from a, from a pre-hospital standpoint. 
for an April race. I think they've had some Mays that were busier. Obviously, if you crank up the temperature, right. you know, 10 or 15 degrees, there's just going to be more hyponatremia, more heat illness, more, you know, cramps and hyperkalemia and the whole nine. But yeah. it was definitely quite a, a fun day for me to see y'all in so many varied roles, bike team, UTV teams, people on trucks, you know, in, in the safety and preparedness roles, you know, right up to, to you know, talking to Chief Campbell and Dr. Schultz together. It's just really a uh, an awesome day to see everyone. And then the athletes, it's just, it's really a uh, time for accomplishment and, and yeah. pretty pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. We so, love it. So that got us into a little bit about, you know, you took care of 36, 40 patients mm-hmm. on the day. This is what, a special event, Ironman. We talked about heat and sodium and potassium and some of those things. But a bike team patient is going to be, a little bit different than a patient that we run on the side of the freeway in a mm-hmm. truck with a rollover MVC. So for listeners that don't have any bike team experience, and you talked already about some of the slow, sleep, slow speed maneuvers and riding a bike with weight, uh, talk a little bit more specifically about the patient types that, that y'all see more frequently and how your care differs when on a bike versus on a truck. I know you mentioned AEDs and and NEB treatments and hypoglycemia treatment, some of those things. Elaborate a little more on the patients and, and how that's a little bit different for you when you're in bike team role versus district chief role. Yeah, so uh, a lot of the patients that we see are, are very much event specific. So, you know, you saw your marathon runners, uh, the hypernutremia, that sort of thing. Uh, our role as the bike team is, is, is very much stabilization. So we get there and in the worst Worst case scenarios, we are prepared for those. Um, your more stable patients, your falls, we do our initial assessments. We make sure that there's no life-threatening injuries. And then uh, one of the things that I guess differs the most is extrication. How are we gonna get this patient from a from an area that we can't even get a UTV in so, to sometimes to where the ambulance is? Um, Cause that's why we do the bike team events is cause you can't get an ambulance into these types of situations. Um, so we do as much as we can to stabilize those patients from a fall patient to a, to a hypoglycemic patient. Um, we've had cardiac arrest patients where we've been able to shock back with the AED. Um, it's, it's, it's very much a different, uh, atmosphere and a very much a different, um, uh, role that you have to take on and a different mindset too, because you don't have all the tools that you would have on an ambulance. Uh, you have a very limited amount. So you have to make do with what you have as well as the personnel. It's only two of you out there. And there's a, you know, sometimes you have to pull people from the audience who's sitting there watching you saying, Hey, I need you to come do this. Hey, hold this bag. Hey, can you make sure that nobody comes over here? Um, so it's, it's definitely a different mindset and a definitely a different way to approach things. And about getting as much resource as you can mm-hmm. to that patient in a, enclosed space or a compromised space in order to a plug the plug the leak and then allow for proper extrication which is which is definitely any anytime you move more austere you really have to become definitely more versatile and more flexible right and you know that's probably one of the more spoiled spoiled parts of being an emergency physician is i've got a bunch of lights and i've got a respiratory therapist and a couple nurses and a tech and all this room and hands and people to help me whereas you guys have four wheels and a couple bags and that's that's it and the patient may be in arrest or they may be seizing from a blood sugar at 22 and you're right you have crowd control issues to deal with you oftentimes you know your weather you know whether it's in weather here is most times going to be hot yeah hot and wet um and that just it creates curveballs so that's a a definitely 
a test of skill and it puts your skill set at a, under different stresses than you would be. Not that running up on a rollover on 45 is not stressful, but you do have the full box and your fire crews and law enforcement and people are blocking lanes and lights and sirens. Whereas on the bike, you've got again, a couple wheels. So that's yeah. pretty, uh, it's pretty cool and probably pretty hairy at times as well. It has its moments. So let's talk about the bikes in specific. And I know the listeners out there, uh, when you rank gearheads in the world and I've got some gearhead friends, I'm not a gearhead. I have done some mountain biking, mountain biking and road cycling. So I know enough about bikes to know that once you go down that rabbit hole, it is definitely a world of gearheads. Uh, you know, you've got the audio files. They're pretty high up there. Uh, folks that listen to vinyl records there can be a little bit out there when it comes to, you know, just being microscopic in, in details about what they like and what they don't like. And I think, I think cyclists are on that list. So for the cycling gearheads out there, tell them about the bikes we use here at MCHD and sort of, you know, how that maintenance is taken care of and, and sort of how we set our bike medics up for success in that they've got to be able to get into those situations. They got to have a piece of, they have to have a piece of equipment that works and that is of high quality. So what are we operating on? So we have, uh, the majority of our fleet is Cannondale. Um, and our, fir- our uh, initial bikes that we got when we first started the bike team, uh, they were uh, enforcers, which are the same bikes that the police department uses, uh, anybody else who is a uh, public service. Um, and then now the most recent bikes that we have and what we're going on from here is the Trail 5, uh, which is a comparable bike to the enforcer um, that what we can find at a, at a decent cost. Uh, the reason why we go with Cannondale's is because they're reliable. We're able to get a lot of good parts for them. Um, we haven't had a lot of issues with them. Uh, when the bike team first started in 2010, we did go with your, your Walmart brand Huffy and we just broke those like that. Um, so that's why we needed to get something a little bit more sturdier, more stable. Um, with regards to maintenance, uh, we have a, a, uh, a converted ambulance that uh, a couple of years ago we made into our, our mobile bike shop. Um, it's completely set up with a with a stand and full set of tools. Uh, we've got uh, an air compressor on there so we can air up the tires the fancy way, not the old fashioned way by the bike pumps, which I can tell you right now, all 24 members absolutely love that. Though now I have to work out my arms on, when I go to the gym, <laughs> but still. Exactly. Um, and, and we get a lot of good use out of that, out of that, uh, out of that truck and I'll, I'll be more than happy to send you some pictures we can post yeah it on the yeah let's put some let's put some pictures we can link in the uh, show notes for sure yeah absolutely absolutely De- definitely do that awesome well we we've talked about Ironman and being the Super Bowl of our bike team events what are some other events that you look forward to uh, some ones that have been successful in the past that team members have liked what other what are some other big ones for us so I think on the other aspect of providing patient care. One of the big things that this bike team does is a lot of PR. Um, we have events that where we will go out there and we don't even get on a bike. We talk about bike safety. We hand out helmets. We do helmet fitting. Um, and I think that's, that's just as important as going out and taking care of the patients is promoting safety to kids, to adults, to that sort of thing. And, and I'll tell you, our team members love that. Uh, they, they eat that up. They, they want to go out there and they want to help, help, get these kids what they need to, to be able to, to ride safely and teach them the proper way to ride and the proper way to put on a helmet. So that way we can prevent further injury. Yeah. And I, you know, you, you preface that with PR and I definitely think there's some uh, public relations to that, but that's really public health uh, as well. And, and, you know, trauma injury prevention, which is a huge part 
of our mission and, and what we do here at MCHD. So that's, yeah, I mean, we want, we want kids in helmets and it's, it's funny, you know, I'm sure you probably grew up like I did without a helmet in sight and no one wore helmets. And if you did, you got snickered at <laughs> and I'm not a hundred years old, but that's, that's the case. And all my kids throughout from, you know, 18 months on, whenever they got on a wheeled anything, whether it was a razor scooter or their bike or whatever it was, they had helmets on. And it's funny because I've got family, my, you know, my, my brother-in-laws, I don't think they listen to the podcast, but <laughs> they are, uh, you know, they're a little bit younger than I am and they've, their kids are uh, a little bit younger than mine and we'll be at their house and they won't have helmets on, you know, out riding the driveway. I'm like, dude, put a helmet on your kid, man. He's like, we didn't wear helmets. I'm like, that's the worst excuse <laughs> ever. And then I get the, well, you're such a pessimist because you see all the bad. And I'm like, no, I'm preventative because I see all the bad. I'm not a pessimist. I just know that you know, not wearing a helmet can be 100% deadly. And you, y'all, you know, you working in the field, you see those those patients too. And so I think from backing up, like why would the bike team members love those events? It's because they see the bad side. You know, they, they see what can happen there. So one more kid wearing a helmet could be one less epidural hematoma and traumatic brain injury and, you know, depressing transport to the hospital with some airway management involved there. That's so. right. So I, I hadn't thought about that, but that's pretty, that's pretty awesome that not only are we responding to the patients at Ironman or at event X, Y, or Z, we're trying to prevent the, the brain bleeds before they even happen. So, so pretty cool. So anything else? That's, that's, a, that's a really excellent introduction to the bike team here at MCHD. And like Scott said, we'll link up some, some photos so you can see our folks in action. Uh, they, they do an amazing job, and it's really a cool way to – to branch out and diversify and get a little different perspective than just your everyday shift on a truck. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up, Scott? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, uh, if any of y'all are interested, I'll, I'll also leave my, uh, my email in the, uh, in, in the show notes. That way, if you have any questions about the bike team or need you know, or any questions about a PIMBA or anything, how we operate here, you're more than welcome to contact me and I can, I can give you as much information as I can. On the situation. Absolutely. And thanks for joining us today on the podcast. I think it's your, your first time on. So we are super, super thankful to have Scott. He is one of our one of our district chiefs, one of our leaders here. And this was a, a, a great idea for a podcast, something that we probably should have thought about sooner. It'll shine a little bit of light on ourselves and what we enjoy and what we do aside from just the, the day to day. But really, it's a necessary part. It's a it's definitely a niche that's growing and folks on the bike team just love it. So Thank you all for listening. As always, if you have questions, concerns, ideas for future podcasts, shoot us an email at podcast at mchd-tx.org. Leave us likes, leave us reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again soon with another episode. This podcast was brought to you by the Montgomery County Hospital District, Texas. Production and editing by Andrew Adams. Questions or comments, which are always welcome, can be sent to podcast at mchd-tx.org. Make sure to subscribe above to keep updated to all our future casts. Music, copyright, Kevin McLeod and Competech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.